0: Welcome back to the Game Link Podcast. I'm your host, Lebby, and as always, I'm joined by my friend, Elmer. Howdy, guys. <laughs> uh, this week, we're going to be talking about blood rain. Um, but before we
1: get into that, uh, what have you been up to this last week, Elmer? Yeah, pretty much what I've been up to all summer long at this point, uh, trying to beat the over or nearly 100 degree heat that has been kind of sweeping through the Midwest here. Uh, working and uh trying to keep my lawn alive, so uh yeah, if anything, this entire week just kind of rolled together in one giant amalgamated <clears throat> mush ball to put it plainly <laughs> yeah, this last week was
0: extremely hot, like extremely hot, but uh yeah, it was
1: rough did you uh did you watch anything good or uh finished up the series, so they say, although by the sound of it, there might be a season two coming our way of Kenobi, and mm-hmm. uh they they really did knock that one out of the park, I'll say that. A lot of people had a lot of misgivings with the Woba Fett series. I thought it was just a bunch of dumb fun directed by Robert Rodriguez, so I couldn't complain there. But, uh, no, I think there's kind of no debate with this Kenobi series that <clears> they <throat> did a really good job, and if anything, this, is a, this works better as a prequel to the Star Wars movies than the fucking prequels did. So. <laughs> well, yeah, I've heard good things.
0: Um, let's see, what did I do? So, yeah, apart from it being hot, which... By the way, if you hear you know some humming or hissing in the background, I have fans and a c going uh, i'm I'm not gonna shut it off for for the podcast, so unfortunately, that might be here for a few weeks. but um yeah, let's see i so I've been slowly playing Zelda Twilight Princess uh, with a friend of mine cause it's my my favorite Zelda game, and he's never beat it. So over the past like year or year and a half or so, like every couple weeks we play a few hours of it. We finally finished that uh yesterday. So, man, I I always forget what uh what a great game that is uh except for the one mission or like quest line kind of sucks, but Werewolf yeah yeah that's the one where you turn into the werewolf it's uh
1: no i mean is that the sucky mission in that one no
0: no no it's this thing where it's like oh you have to go talk to this guy over on this side of the map and then bring something from him to this other person on the other side of the map and then go talk to him again and it's like it's like a good like hour or more even just running this stuff back and forth and it's so boring but that um, sounds like a perfect candidate (laughs) for a tingle mission
1: if i've ever heard one before yeah
0: yeah, so uh besides that quest, the game is great and I yeah, I loved beating it for like the fifth or sixth time. Um and then <clears throat> let's see. Oh, the new Beavis and Butthead. Uh I watched that a couple days ago and Mike Judge uh did a great job. <laughs> that movie is, is so funny. Um I won't give away, you know, any you know, real spoilers, but there's a scene where they like enter this college classroom it's like some like gender studies class or something and the teacher says that they uh that they have like white privilege and uh they're like what's that some students start explaining it and just as this um this like black woman starts explaining part of white privilege (laughs) this white guy next to her just like Hang on, I got this, and like interrupts her <laughs> to explain it, uh, and it was just yeah. There's like a bunch of bunch of just real good social commentary jokes like that. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it, so check that out. It's on Paramount Plus. Um, I am so excited to get home tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely watch that. Um, that's great. But yeah, other than that, I can't really think of anything else, but. Oh my gosh. This, uh... This, this episode might be a little short, because... Well, I won't ruin too much about the movie, but uh, it was the Yuva Bull movie, so you already kind of know how that's going to go. He vetoed
1: my idea for to call this episode Bloody Shitstain. Um, <laughs> it, it, this was a slog and a half, guys. Holy fools. Yeah, it was, it was tough. And
0: the other thing is, it was near impossible to to find like anything on the development of this game for the playstation 2 so um my kind of explanation segment might be
1: a little short today but uh oh don't worry that my actual film production side of it is going to be extremely short today i'm (laughs) going to talk more about character actors than i am the production of this pos yeah so um
0: Anyway, we we might have a, a a longer episode next time to make up for it. We'll see.
1: Either that, or we just try to do a plot point by plot point recap. At least that we could recall from this <laughs> thing. We could try to do that. Oh out. boy, I don't know. Um, but yeah, Blood
0: Rain. Uh, if you didn't know, uh, it's a game on PS Two. It came out in two thousand two, and it like the setting is in like the 1930s, like right before World War Two. Um, where Rain, the main character, the the chick there, uh, is an agent of a secret society who's like their job is to, like kill vampires and fight Nazis and whatever else. Um, I haven't actually played the game.
1: I think you mentioned you did a little bit. I did. I played a little bit back in the day. Uh, not more than beyond like a couple of the first. Few levels, but uh, no, I remember it being a lot of fun. It, um, I'll let you go into a little more of the production, but uh, that was like one of my favorite kind of games back then was that sort of hack and slashy, sort of mm-hmm. acrobatic, uh, multi basically multi enemy like combat sequence kind of
0: game. Yeah, like the it, the from what I've seen of it, it kind of seems like a like a devil may cry type combat, just like your your average, uh. You know melee combat action game maybe closer to was it maybe closer to like the arkham games or
1: kind of in a way that i don't know if you ever heard this the arkham games originally the engine for that was supposed to be used for like a rhythm based game oh so and uh so that's where i actually the combat to it is very rhythmic in terms of how Mm. you're able to pull off combos and stuff. I'd say if anything this plays a little bit more like the PS two era like dynasty warrior games. Oh, in yeah. terms of just kind of you're jumping around a little bit more and you're being able to bounce back gotcha. between a few different enemies. Uh, yeah. a lot more blood, a lot more viscera. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not something ten year old Elmer should have been playing, so. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well she didn't know didn't didn't hurt her. Um but uh, this game was made by a studio called Terminal Reality, and um, it took about two years to develop and had a total budget of about $7 million, but only about $2 million was for development. So I'm guessing the other $5 million was on production and marketing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I may have just uh, <clears throat> done the impression of doing a line of Coke. Uh, keyword on impression for the audio
0: listeners out there. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so if you if you've never heard of Terminal Reality, don't worry, um, you're not alone. They they haven't really made anything too notable, um, but they are also responsible for games such as Monster Truck Madness and Monster Truck Madness Two. Um, they also they also worked on a lot of like re-release stuff or like ports of stuff. So like, uh, like the King of Fighters like special edition or whatever. Like the Metal Slug re-release from like 2009 or whatever it was. Um, also, connect Star Wars uh, and the 2009 Ghostbusters video game.
1: Which I do have good memories of that one. Uh, not so much I'm Han Solo dance on Connect there, but um, <laughs> <Han Solo. laughs> but uh, no the 2009. <laughs> hey, hey, Gator, Sorry buddy. about that. Sorry guys. Uh, but no the 2009 Ghostbusters. I remember having a lot of fun with that. They actually brought back the writers and the uh, surviving cast members from the original two movies, which is pretty cool. So yeah, they didn't really uh do anything
0: too notable. Um but they're still around. They're still doing stuff, I think. Um but knowing how like how like unnotable they are and and how probably not amazing games they've made as well as the quality of this movie. I don't know. I don't know if I actually feel bad about not playing Blood Rain or not. It seems like I wasn't missing anything too groundbreaking.
1: More so than anything else. By you saying that, literally all they've had really under their belt are ports, one other third-person game, Monster Truck Rally Simulators, so to speak, or not even that, probably Monster Truck Mini Games, and this. I think it's more to say, how the hell did this game this series ever have a following that would make people go, Oh, let's make a movie. I don't know, but they made
0: I think they made three games and there's like a fourth one rumored. Um and like they like Blood Rain has like comics and the, the two movies and it's it's a popular franchise No 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 somehow.
1: It's, <laughs> it's got more than two movies there, son. Oh boy. Technically, two and a it's half. got three and a half. Three and a half? Technically. Oh boy. And no, not any. We are not doing a Yuva Bowl back to back to back and a half marathon. No, we're not. We can't do
0: more than one Yuva Bowl movie in a row. In a quarter? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be at least two episodes before
1: we do another one. Uh, th- this was hard. I mean, just kind of thinking about it when we were kind of comparing this, say, like, Devil May Cry of the kind of the same ilk. Um, uh, you know, Castlevania to a certain extent. Um, I'm trying to think of other things that are kind of in that fantasy style, like, half slash <clears throat> kind of. Because what kind of came to mind with me, at least with Blood Rain here, is that like uh, Blood Rain feels like the Parasite Eve mm-hmm. to, like... Um, you know, uh, Devil May Cry is like Resident Evil or something like that. Gotcha. Which is why I'm just like, how the hell did, how the hell did Blood Rain get a movie adaptation before Devil May Cry did? That... <laughs> I mean, this was right around the
0: time that, uh, you know, all the all the Resident Evil
1: games and movies were also popping up. So. And you did refer to Christina Loken as the Wish brand Emilia uh, Jovovich, so yeah. I'll give you that. So I might have called that one there. Oh, strangely, both that movie and this one both have well everybody's favorite uh, Latina girlfriend, Michelle Rodriguez, in it. <laughs> I thought
0: you were gonna say your favorite Martian, and I was like, we don't,
1: no, we don't
0: bring up Ray William Johnson in this no. house. <laughs> But also, to bring up Ray William Johnson, your favorite Martian is back. It was here? <laughs> no, you know, he, he uh, so he had this, like, music project. Oh, no, I did. I'm just yeah. saying it
1: was ever here, so how could it be yeah. back if it never left? Well, well it,
0: they canceled it a long time ago, but they're, they're making new content. Well, I hope someone's excited. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: think anyone is, but... uh Yeah, anyway. I was going to say Ray William Johnson. Now, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> it's been long...
0: 83 years. Or whatever it is. Um, way too long. <laughs>
1: but yeah, Blood Rain. Uh, As you can tell, peer people, we are reaching when it comes to Blood Rain.
0: Yeah, we're going to try not to make this episode too short, but it's probably going to be pretty short unless we get real off-topic.
1: Blood rain. Well, um, (laughs) as we all know, uh, Yuval Boll, from our episode we did on his first masterpiece, House of the Dead, is basically a... No, he entirely is. He is a German troll of a filmmaker. He is basically the German equivalency of, say, Tommy Wiseau, but he actually thinks he has a better sense of humor somehow. Maybe those movies are a lot less funny than The Room. He he thinks he's some sort of Artur, I, I'm sure. He does. Thank God this son of a bitch doesn't try to act. <laughs> I'm not kidding when I say this. He looks like a Joel Rogan, like Macy's Day or parade balloon. When oh, you boy. see what he looks like in real life. He does. He, the guy's got the biggest potato for a head I've seen a long time. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Bull somehow was able to get the rights to this and go, "Hey, I can make a movie about this for thirty-five million dollars." And dear God, when the hearing those words and seeing those words come out of my mouth right now, I'm like, "That was not thirty-five million dollars that went directly on screen there." <laughs> I have no idea where that thirty-five mil went. This this movie looks like it was made on a budget of maybe a hundred to two hundred thousand. It looks like your average episode of Xena. Yeah. And not in a good not in the enduring way. Um well, they apparently just save a little bit extra cash on uh location and whatnot, which I'll give it to it. Very scenic. A lot of it did look you know, when you could not look at it and go, Yeah, that is definitely like the back wall of a Chuck E. Cheese or something like that. <laughs> um but no, like some of the exterior shots, I'm like, that actually does look like a like an old Tiny village to a certain extent. that does look like the exterior of a castle that's a very nice looking visto on the mountains where did they film this they filmed it in bulgaria and romania and somebody had the forethought to put on the production page of this the idea that one of the places they filmed at one of the locations was a castle that apparently vlad the impaler once spent the night and what the Ooh. hell that has to do with the production of this movie and why that's fucking relevant I don't know. (laughs) It's because it's it's the only way they're going to get you interested. Well, they failed, (laughs) but, uh, no, apparently when they're in the midst of getting ready to shoot this, uh, originally signed on, uh, was Jessica Elba to play the titular rain in it. Um, no pun intended on Tit look like at there. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was supposed to be Jessica Elba, and apparently like two weeks before it's start came up, she got cold feet and went, yeah, this is going to be bad for my career. I'm out. <laughs> and once again, I will say Jessica Elba, one of the smartest women in, fil- in the film industry. <laughs> and that's not a joke. Yeah, she really dodged a bullet with this one. Um, next in, they brought in Christina Loken, uh, the person that... Of course, everybody remembers from Terminator 3 as the Terminatrix. And those are actual words coming out of my mouth. that I'm going, <laughs> dear God, what is this world coming to? Um, who attempts to affect a British accent in this? Oh my gosh. And listening to her talk, I'm like, is she Ukrainian? Is she, is she literally like following in the footsteps? Is she like a failed clone of... Um, Mila Jovovich with this? I'm like, is that what's going on here? I don't know.
0: But she she does do a better British accent than Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, yes. Uh, Good call on that. (laughs) Who, depending on the sentence, will either have an accent or not. Uh,
1: So that was fun. Uh, A little fun game to play. (laughs) Uh, Rounding out the cast, we have uh, Michael Madsen of guy who sounds like this in every Quentin Tarantino movie. And uh a guy who well literally looks like a grown-up Kendall and it's kind of creepy. And that's <laughs> the love interest apparently. Yeah
0: with a with a bad wig. Everyone in this movie has a bad wig, a
1: really really bad wig. Billy Zane looks like a member of the Monkees. <laughs> it's scary, which ooh. This film when it came out, it was a box office bomb. Who woulda thunk it? <laughs> I'm surprised it even had a box office. It was released in under a 1,000 movie theaters. Which was originally supposed to be 2,600, but then it dropped down to 1,600. And the reason why the other 700 theaters didn't show it was apparently... None of those other theaters had paid off on the licensing deal, so there's no way that the actual production company would have gotten their money back, so the production company said, if you show our movies, we will sue you.
0: <laughs>
1: but it's even better, as apparently one of the production companies on it was worked, or partially owned, with Billy Zane. Somehow, because of the filth, launch of this which i think was him and his production partner going this is dog shit i don't want the general public to see this we're gonna use it as a tax write-off which i don't blame him uva bull got mad and attempted to sue both Zayn and the production company for a breach of contract in terms of causing this film to have a box office bomb that's not why it bombed what's even better <laughs> is that on all of the subsequent dvd releases of this film the original production company's logos and everything have been scrapped from the film. And what's really funny is on the director, the director's cut version of this, they include a DVD copy, not a PlayStation Two copy, a DVD copy of Blood Rain Two as a bonus feature. How you're supposed to play that? I don't know. with a DVD copy of a game? Yeah, a PlayStation Two. The game Blood Rain Two on DVD. It's it. Said. The game. And I'm just like, I don't think PlayStation 2 games were encoded on DVDs.
0: Well, they are. Oh, they are? Yeah, but not just... Like,
1: it's encoded. It's like a... But... Yeah, apparently, yeah, they did uh, on the director's cut, they included a copy of the game, and I don't know if it's playable. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's... It's worded weird, but who knows? Um... Probably not that many people got it anyway. (laughs) I think every single, like, used DVD store I've ever went to, I think they had an entire aisle that just made up of the Blood Rain saga. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um,
0: Yeah, well, that's fun. Let's see. Should we... What what else was interesting about this movie? Uh, Oh, that was one of the things.
1: The... Maybe not the great... uh, the appreciable. Someone you can appreciate. Uh, ben, Sir Ben Kingsley. A uh, gentleman oh, known yeah. for playing Gandhi. He played the Mandarin in Iron Man 3 for people who are a little younger than we are. He played the main villain in the Prince of Persia movie that we watched a few months ago.
0: That wasn't Stanley Tucci? He was the uncle. Again, that wasn't Stanley that, Tucci? That poisoned the... the Oh no! I, I, I <laughs> forgot he was in there, but no—that's
1: my joke. Whenever I watch a movie, I go, "Could I convince somebody that, that it, it wasn't Ben Kingsley and it was actually Stanley Tucci the entire time?" This one, I think you probably could. <laughs> yeah, but apparently, the reason he was quoted in an interview, and they asked him, I said, "So why on earth did you want to be in the Blood Rain movie to play the main villain?" And apparently, his his quote was, "I've always wanted to play a vampire." <laughs> I, he's like i would love to have the fangs and the black cape and the flowing hair <laughs> and be held with a high regal regard and to be an evil villain and he goes yeah kind of the worst immature decision i could have made <laughs> yeah. he's got his oscar what does he care <laughs> i mean it's like it's... f murray Abraham's just like why do i care <laughs> i mean that's fair and anthony hopkins um, That's with
0: British people just going eh, Fuck it, I'm just gonna have fun. <laughs> yeah, but this movie so like during most of it we were just talking and and trying not to trying not to pay attention too much because it wasn't it wasn't good. Uh, there was I mean maybe a couple things to make fun of, but mostly it was just like. Uh, so much expo- exposition all the time,
1: and then really, really cheesy action. Um, Either the frame rates would go up or the frame rates would go down, things would be in slow motion, and you're like, why is that in slow motion there? <laughs> yeah, they would just randomly,
0: in the middle of a fight, drop the frame rates to, like, 12 FPS for no reason. Um, Yeah, but I guess it's about main character
1: rain who's like half human half vampire a dun peel which is why when i get home tonight along with beavers and pothead i'm gonna be watching vampire hunter d
0: <laughs> <laughs> well she like escapes from the circus she's a part of and i guess murders a bunch of people but her whole goal is to kill vampires um and you don't really know why, but then through the course of the movie, you find out it's because her mother was murdered by a vampire her father, yeah,
1: but like Ben Kingsley <laughs> academy award winner ben King Sir Ben Kingsley. I keep forgetting to attack that on there, <laughs> yeah, but uh
0: the whole movie is just like bad fighting fight scene after bad fight scene with little breaks in between for for her to like tell. Over and over the story about how her mom was raped and killed by a vampire.
1: Or flashbacks continuously of raping and killed by Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Uh, So
0: it's kind of stupid. Um, But yeah, then she ends up convincing a team of vampire hunters that she's a good person. And then she has sex with one of them. And then... One of them ends up being a bad guy, and you know that they're a bad guy for all of five minutes before she kills that person. Um, In the
1: most... In the lamest neck snap I've ever seen. Yeah,
0: and they spend about an hour uh, explaining... or, like, getting to the point of something that could have taken ten minutes or so. But, uh... Yeah, eventually she meets her father in, uh in his castle so that she can kill him and they like capture her they're trying to like gouge out her eyes and stuff so he can gain more power whatever there's this really stupid thing about them finding all these like ancient vampires body parts and combining them to have the ultimate vampire power um but of course there's a big battle and Everyone dies except for her, and she kills her dad, and then the movie
1: ends. No, it doesn't quite end. <laughs> she oh, kills yeah. her father. She sits down on the throne, pants for a second. And then we have a flashback to deleted sequences from the beginning of this film, yeah. where she's being mistreated as part of the circus. It, it's about a five-minute flashback that kind of like
0: recaps the entire movie. It's so frustrating. You're like, I just watched all of this. I don't want to have to see it again.
1: <laughs> and the entire time, Lovey's sitting here going, why on earth would they put this in here? And I just kept repeating, they had to make it to an hour thirty somehow. <laughs> was, oh gosh. It was... And if it seems
0: like I'm skipping a lot, I am. Um, it's But here's not the important. thing though, the stuff
1: he's skipping over, not important. None of it's important. None of it's entertaining. The only two things that are important about it. One, Billy Zane's hair which <laughs> do we see him die in this actually uh, or did bull entirely cut him out of this you know i can't
0: remember if we saw him die we weren't paying attention so either he dies or he just like doesn't get mentioned anymore unless he comes back in the second movie
1: well considering bull directed that and he apparently hates billy zane with a passion i don't Oh, think that
0: so. would make sense that yeah you just talked about that yeah who knows uh but oh
1: my favorite part of this and it is glorious just seeing in the in the beginning credits there i didn't know he was going to be there ladies and gentlemen my favorite male recording artist of all time (laughs) makes his glorious i shouldn't say debut but his his glorious presence in this reprising his makeup from the i do anything for love video but i won't do that mr marvin meatloaf a day may he rest in peace is in this as a some sort of debutante vampire lord and my lord what the flying fuck was he thinking (laughs) he's like the vampire lord that's like always
0: swarmed with um naked women or
1: and or having an orgy can't tell the difference well funny story about that <laughs> I kind of told Lebby about this earlier and I was able to confirm it by multiple sources um, every single one of the vampiric brides concubines in that scene were actual Bulgarian prostitutes that apparently were high- cheaper to hire than actresses great job Uvah Bull <laughs> That's the thumbnail right there. <laughs> and I've got a feeling that uh, when, if Meatloaf was told that, and I love Meatloaf, and I don't blame him, he's probably just like, huh, cool. <laughs> uh, what you're saying is I don't have to tip there, Yuva. <laughs> uh,
0: so another thing that I did love about this movie, it did have a habit of having these really, these really good shots of people getting decapitated or stabbed or cut in half and they would like really just show the low budget special effects uh for long times on
1: screen and (laughs) as i said to you at one point my god this looks like something we made in high school uh and that's what i loved about it because it was great there was like one part
0: where there's a dead body on the ground the innards are There's, like, no head. But there's still about four or five guys standing around it. (laughs) Just just swinging a sword. hitting it with a sword. (laughs) Uh, It was great. They had, like, a shot where she uses, like, a giant
1: spiked club to, like, smash this guy's face in. Uh, She fights, like, this giant uh, sort of, like, ogre-ish, deformed, mutated like this ancient order of monks who are there to protect this sort of thing. And as this guy's swinging this big axe at her, she's running at him with these wrist blades, I just lean over to Lebby and I just go, Dear God, we did stop it in time. There's no way now there would be a Uvable Dark Souls film, right? <laughs> right? Oh,
0: I, God, I would die. <sighs>
1: um,
0: But yeah, so there was some, like, neat stuff like that, but... Too bad you just can't separate that from the rest of the movie, right? Oh sure you can. It's
1: called the YouTube supercut.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then uh so when they would be fighting, anytime there was a lot of people like monks and stuff with wooden staves. And every time someone with a sword would hit the staff, it would make the same exact clunk sound effect. Like every single time. And it happened a lot it' probably the most used sound effect in the whole
1: movie. To imitate said stone a sound, grab your average, you know, metal pipe you can find somewhere. Take a metal scissors and just smack the end of it, and it's the ex- <laughs> practically <laughs> pretty much, but with a little bit more of a wood sound. And that reminds <laughs> me, actually, when we were talking about the monks in here, out of nowhere and it shocked me to find out that he was in this, was one of my favorite international actors, the great Udo Kier. You don't know who Udo Kier is. He is basically like one of the German equivalencies of, say, like John Waters. He's done a lot for uh, LBG... LB, LB, LGBT... Yep. Sorry. LGBTQ. Thank you. Yeah. LGBTQ <laughs> representation throughout Europe, especially within Germany, especially right after post-war Germany. No idea why I couldn't say that. It he must was, be that age. but um, he has done everything from working with Andy Warhol. He was in one of he was one in he was in one of the movies we watched. Yeah, I was I gonna say what movie was he in? Uh, he was we when watched. we were with Thor. We did um, uh, Johnny Mnemonic. He was in Johnny Mnemonic there. That's what it was. Uh, yep. Famously, he was one of the vampire elders in the first Blade. Hence why, hmm. why they. Here, for this, yeah. uh, he played Dracula in um, Annie Warhol's Dracula. He was uh, Baron von F- Victor Frankenstein, and or sorry, Frankenstein in uh, the Inner Warhol's Frankenstein. Uh, just fantastic actor, yeah, always yeah. fun, always a card. He knows how to play whatever role he's in. He was the one person in this movie that I'm like, okay, he's the only person who gives a damn here because he probably looked at the rest of the script and went, yeah, no, I'm not being in the rest of this piece of shit. <laughs> um, yeah, so I can't really think of...
0: I'm really trying to think of anything else that I liked about this movie. Uh, but there's, it's, it's just like... It's like one of those movies where you can tell most of the actors just gave up.
1: (laughs) Yuva Bull has famously said on the set of this that uh, Michael Madsen was drunk for at least 75% of his scenes. You can tell. And knowing that on his website for the longest time Michael Madsen had a little asterisk next to his entire list of listed filmography and this asterisk he would always put after film's that were in this regard this film apparently had multiple asterisks next to it and the asterisk represented what he called alimony movies (laughs) (laughs) i think this falls under alimony cigarettes and beer movie (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah so i guess with that all
0: being said elmer was this uh a bop or a flop for you
1: This is in the top five worst movies I've ever seen. (laughs) As mad as I was at every other movie we've done during this so far, this has actively had to fight for my attention. I think the hardest. (laughs) As I said to you 20 minutes into this, I feel like this is giving me a concussion. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm actively thinking I should get a CAT scan to make sure that I, do, I don't have another concussion oh man this movie fucking physically hurts when we first tried to watch this we were trying to watch a high def version of it in 1080p there was an issue with the video where every time there was like a shadow of like a There's shadow on something screen moving. or like a quick movement yeah. it's almost like a mo- motion blurring effect it would give it like a blue haze I kept joking, like, oh, great, it looks like fucking Blue's Clues. But um, (laughs) after that, we ended up going to Tubi and watching it in glorious... I still say it was 480p. You're thinking it's 720. It's 720. But
0: we watched it in low quality with ads, which...
1: That was the only saving grace of this. If if it wasn't for the fact how many times we saw the uh, children's HPV vaccination and the uh, Swiffer commercials. Every time the Swiffer commercials came on. Oh, and the Etsy commercials. Now I want a bubble chandelier and I want a Swiffer duster for for my house. So So flop for Elmer. Uh... (laughs) This doesn't belong in the barrel of flops.
0: (laughs) It's a flop for me. I don't know if I hated it as much as Elmer did, but yeah, it was it was bad. I don't
1: know if it's as bad as uh, some of the other movies we've watched. This is worse than House of the Dead. I will say that right now. This is actively worse. It
0: it I th- I I think I would agree. I think it's worse than House of the Dead. It was it was definitely bad. It felt like it felt like a fever dream, where you're like, what's going on? Like, why is this? Why is this? Does this have to be here? Like, when will this be over?
1: <laughs> As you said in one scene, there was a vampire that was drinking a guy's blood while he was doing dueling pianos with another guy who was getting. His- <laughs> yeah. And we're both sitting here going,
0: "I forgot about the dueling pianos." Oh yeah, that was great. Yeah, there's a whole fight where apparently this whole place is filled with vampires and they're just running through like fighting a couple guys and like killing people and nobody else cares there's just vampires making out in every corner and then dueling pianos for some reason
1: now, the craziest thing that I'll just bring up quickly about this movie Guinevere Turner was actually one was the person that was first commissioned to write the uh, screenplay for this Guinevere Turner is a major player in terms of a lot of independence as well as uh lack of a better phrase for it, uh, woman cinema, or I should say auteur uh, female director cinema and over the past about 30 years now. Yep. Uh, she, along with... Oh, I can't remember her name. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, she was one of the... She and the director of it were the accredited uh, screenwriters for Sin Ellis's um, American Psycho with Christian Bale, which she was nominated for multiple awards for that. Not long after that, because that was about 2002 or so, this movie (laughs) oh boy yeah um apparently she got yelled at over the phone by uva bull because she was taking too long and she literally went well fuck you waited another week dropped the script off he gets the script calls her again harasses her on the phone and then proceeds to not only rewrite the script but then tell the actors do whatever the hell you want so to this day, Guinevere Turner goes, "Yep, probably one of the worst films ever made, but um, well, they only use 25% of my name on it, so what do I care?"
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, so I mean, with all that, uh, this
0: mo- movie is definitely a flop. I-, I wouldn't even recommend watching it for a for a goof or. Uh, There's
1: nothing to goof on. We've been yeah. struggling the entire time. Yeah. Uh,
0: so that kind of sucks. But uh, let's see, have we even have we even thought of what we're doing next week, Elmer?
1: Anything would be better.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back next week with something. <laughs> Hopefully better. Um, yeah, if you're watching us on YouTube and you want to listen to us on your podcasting app, or if you're doing the opposite and you want to watch us on YouTube, uh, gamelink.click, you'll find everything you need to know there. Um, with that, we'll be
1: uh, we'll be seeing you next time. Stay safe and stay sexy, guys just like this poster right <laughs> see you guys